TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You know, the, the team hurts for the, the individual players, how, you know, just because you invest in your teammates' story, um, know where they're at and um, the opportunity that they have, um, you know, but uh, I, I think that uh, we, we've learned um, through, uh, we've really learned the hard way that um, you know, the, we have capable players across the board, um, and, the, and the team doesn't use that as an excuse whatsoever, um, but very uh, heavy hearts for the individuals. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel there. It's time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, thanks, Woody. And Kyle Krabs, the host of uh, Locked on Fence podcast, joins us this morning. And Kyle, you, you just heard Mike McDaniel talking about all the guys, the latest, Cameron Good and Andrew Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker, broken wrist, had surgery. Uh, we're just about out of uh, outside linebackers um, and, and edge rushers. Do you have enough to go to Kansas City and get creative and and slow down and keep uh, Kansas City out of the end zone? Well, uh, Joe, I'm not a big guy, but you're a pretty big guy. Uh, what are you doing on Saturday? You, you suit up? Play? I know you play tight end. Get on the Listen, edge a little bit? Play, I was, play some D? I wasn't very good at tight end then, and I'm really <laughs> bad now, and I have no shot at the other side. Yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody get a big raise if they got to block me for about five plays before I got hurt. Yeah, I don't know. Ouch. I have a, I have a feeling somebody from the outside is is going to have to come in and, and be ready to play some snaps behind Emmanuel Logba and Melvin Ingram, and you know they can do some things differently with the front. I certainly think this means more play time for uh, Raekwon Davis, and and you may see Christian Wilkins bumped a little bit further out on over top of offensive tackles. Uh, so it, it's going to impact your ability to rush the passer. It's going to impact what your fronts look like. That in turn is going to impact what your your covered shells on the back end look like, depending on how many guys they end up being able to piece together to feel comfortable on the edge. But you know, with this football game and the weather being what it is, I think that is an interesting kind of subplot here. I don't know how much of slinging the ball all over the yard in you know zero degree weather, and you know there's some chance of snow and some blustery winds. Um, this this might just turn into like a, a scrum who can run the ball better type of game. And if that's the case, I do think they have, with the heavier fronts, something that can at least make this interesting. And I don't expect Kansas City is going to go up and put a ton of points on the board on them, even if they are thin on the edge. Yeah, that will, uh, that will be an interesting – hey, just to, to put a close to that last game – your thoughts uh, overall on that 21-14 game. For me, the biggest surprise, the offense getting shut out in the second half. What about for you? Yeah, uh, I certainly agree when you have the success that you have offensively and then you have uh, 50-something yards of offense in the second half and, and they couldn't get anything going. And um, I, I think there's some big-picture conversations about uh, how you got here when you consider some of the other games 
earlier this season where Miami has had so much success running the ball in the first half, and then they kind of get away from it. And I understand Miami really didn't get any drives going, so it was hard for them to find the rhythm to run the ball. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that I agree with you in, in offensively getting that stagnant and allowing Buffalo to change how many guys are in the box, and it just completely changes what your attention is or what you want to call. I think you kind of played into their hand a little bit. And then there was some missed execution. Uh, I think we had a missed throw. I think we had a guy that, that didn't push his route up past the sticks quite far enough. I think Tyreek Hill probably has a couple that he wants back that would have allowed you to get something going. So it was a little bit of everybody, uh, as far as I'm concerned, up until that, that final two-minute offense situation, which obviously just was a, a gut punch, but very uh, – poetically appropriate ending given how this rivalry against that team has gone for the last couple of years. It looks like Jalen Waddle will be back for this game to play with Tyree Kill, and uh, and that's obviously good news. But I, I guess I've been a little surprised at – we talked about the receivers before and all the receivers we liked, and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, and they have other guys, and yet the other guys just aren't being used or getting very many targets. It just hasn't been. It's basically – They're not open. They're not open. I mean, I'm watching Cedric Wilson and Braxton Berrios, and they got their guys on them stuck like glue trying okay. to run routes. Yeah. And Buffalo's out there, and they say, okay, uh, second half, we're not going to do the two-high safety shell anymore. We're just going to push one safety and, and put him 20 yards up over Tyree Kill, and we're going to play man coverage everywhere else across the board, and nobody's winning one-on-ones. Yeah. And that, that was, like, really startling because, like you said, Cedric Wilson, okay, a little bit bigger role, size guy, Braxton Berrios brought in, supposed to be a little bit more of a quicker winner from the slot. Teron Johnson blanketed him throughout the second half. Uh, but you're absolutely right where the, the targets aren't there, but the targets aren't there because specifically in that game, they couldn't win their one-on-ones. And it was the same problem we kind of had this time last year. Yeah. It's, uh, it makes it hard when you try to just make it an A-chan and, and Tyreek Kill situation. Tyreek, of course, had some drops in the game, and he's trying every way possible to get him the football, and I understand that. You have a problem, and you think there's too many drops? I know somebody wrote an article saying talking about Tyreek Hill's drops and that he's one of the top guys now in the NFL. I just don't have a problem. I know he dropped one where he, he got pass interference, but if he would have been able to catch it, he might have been off and running. But what are your thoughts on Tyreek Hill and his drops recently? Well, I, I think the conversation with Tyreek and the drops, I, I think the reason it's relevant at all is because it seems like in all these big game situations when Miami hasn't been able to close these games, they had to drop touchdown pass against Philadelphia. Right? They lost that game, and that was a, a walk-in touchdown. He just took his off, eyes off the ball too quickly. He technically drops the ball that turns into a fumble that Kansas City returns for a touchdown in Germany. Yeah. And that puts points directly on the board right before the half. It's a back-breaking turn of events for Miami. And the ball touched Tyree Kill's hands. Uh, he dropped one against Baltimore last week when Miami was trying to maintain their momentum early in the game. He did. He drops that one. You know, so it's like there's these big moments where you feel like they're pivotal swing points of momentum throughout the game. But the guy played 16 games and his target 171 times. He ain't going to catch every ball that touches his hands. Um, I think the thing that's frustrating is you do see him go up really high on one of the, uh, the, the intermediate routes that Tua did hit him for in that game, and he makes this leaping catch up over top. It was straight drop back. There's right. no play action passing. And he plucks that ball that's up over his helmet, 
And then you get these other instances where you know he's obviously capable of it, but he doesn't do it with the consistency. And those feel like the ones that get away from you. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll cut him a little bit of slack on the one that was talked about yesterday or, or for Sunday because he was interfered with on the play. They did call the penalty and gave you a spot foul for a first down. So it obviously threw off his um, the rhythm of him accelerating through the top of the break. But still, it was a ball that feasibly could have been catchable. So I understand the talking point. Yeah, I, I like how that Baltimore won back. You're right. That makes it like 14 14-7. 14-7 game back then. And he's wide open on that motion. Got a two-way go and just smokes the guy, does everything but catch the ball and tips it up in the air and, and ends up not being a catch. That That's the one you'd really like to uh, have back. So – as we get set for this game, um, I'm just curious. I, I guess it's it's more of the same. So all of a sudden, we have seen more from Derm Smythe, which has been great. He's been open and catching the football. He's getting three or four catches a game here recently. Uh, do you see more Derm Smythe being involved in this game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that's somebody when you catch zone coverage, and I think the return of Jalen Waddle will prevent the number one thing that the Bills were able to do in the second half of that game where they do take the safety, put them over the top of Tyreek, and they man up everywhere else. I think Jalen Waddell's presence prevents teams from doing that, particularly if you if use them on opposite sides of the field. So even if Waddle's not going to get a ton of the volume and run in the passing game just because of the weather conditions or whatever, getting more true zone coverage allows those other complementary players to have opportunities to find soft spaces in zone. And I think Durham Smythe the last couple of weeks done a really good job of that because he really hasn't been a focal point for the offense all season long. So I think that is certainly an, and low key nice thing about Durham. He played in Notre Dame. He knows what he's getting into playing in cold weather here in Arrowhead. Like, there's some guys that, that maybe have not played in these, this kind of environment before. I'm sure Durham's played in something that's somewhat like it based off of where he's come from. So I really like Durham yeah. as an element to this game. But they, they just tr- – if you're going to catch zone coverage, and I think you should, uh, I think you play Waddle and Hill off of each other and make sure that you have that space for those spot throws, assuming the weather's going to allow it to, to happen for you. i, I got to ask, I know they've taken a lot of criticism. I'm going to bring two guys together here for you, Cater Kohu and Eli Apple. Uh, what are your thoughts about how they've played both inside and outside? I think Cater's showing you he, he's um, an, a nickel corner at his best. Uh, I also think he's much better in man coverage than he is in zone. I think there's been growing pains for Cater where he was so good last year because they were so man coverage heavy. And now there's a lot of communication and zone match and being able to anticipate. And, you know, I'm going to start flowing with two, but then if there's a switch release, I need to be ready for three. Like all of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's been a, a a learning process for Cater. It certainly feels that way. I think Eli Apple has his moments up and down. I think he is a, a viable, adequate starting outside corner. It's just, you know, you're really not going to get a lot of high splash impact plays. Um, he obviously had the interception against Buffalo on the throw that was forced hot by Josh Allen right. on Sunday night. Um I, I don't know that I would expect Eli Apple back next year uh, as a, a player who signed on a one-year deal, but I think there's there's been moments with each, but I also think it, it's Eli Apple is who he is, and Cater Coe, who I think maybe didn't meet what my high expectations were for him off of his rookie year, 
because they're playing in a new scheme and it's a lot of new things for him that he hasn't done before. Hey, you surprised on Cam Smith. I know we spent with uh, talking with Omar a lot about Cam Smith and that the top pick is still not playing. I guess he got two snaps last game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think Mike McDaniel's comments there have been very uh, eye-opening, and I know he's been asked a few times about Cam, and his response is effectively, I think, corners are like quarterbacks where if you play them before they're quote-unquote ready, uh, you can have some scar tissue. And I think everybody remembers what happened with Noah Benogany when he got forced into the lineup early and uh, gives up that big touchdown uh, or that big play just before the half against Seattle in week three, and he goes out there in week two against Buffalo and gets smoked. Yeah. Um, and it felt like he never recovered from that. It really did. So if that's their thought process, they see him every day in practice. I didn't think based off training camp that he looked like a player that was that far behind, but uh, that doesn't mean that that's not as they have had the full body of work and they're, they're evaluating him internally. They don't feel like he just needs to continue to develop patience and trust in his technique to go out and do it. So I think they have other bodies yeah. that are capable I think that the, if you're disappointed with that, you were hoping maybe he would come in and be an impact player for you year one. But these past two draft classes have been about targeting, with the exception of Devon Achan, uh, players to, to kind of fill in and I think get ready to step into bigger roles as right. they mature within the offense because they're not premium picks with guys that you would associate with stepping in right away. So, so real positive here that I want to get into because I don't want this to be a Debbie Downer after what, what has taken place here. Boy, offensively, let's start with the offensive line. Um, this is the best you've been with Rob Hunt coming back, uh, Robert Jones moving on over to the other side, who's had some of his best games ever. How's this offensive line? How'd they look against the Buffalo Bills with potentially this is the healthiest you've been at that position for a while? Yeah, it was nice to see Robert Hunt back out there kicking butt and taking names. Uh, he was a welcomed addition. I think he's just so dynamic versus the other options you've had in there. And, I think Rob Jones, uh, I, I think the execution and you get a little bit more range than Lester Cotton. Uh, so I, I do think it's probably the best combination of guys that you had out there. Obviously, the first half success speaks for itself. They had a lot of traction. They had a lot of guys getting up in, in space and blocking Bill's defenders. Uh, so I thought they did a nice job there. The one thing that I think is really missing uh, from this offense and you were hoping you'd get a, a Jeff Wilson load, workload that would allow this to be the case. Um, Mike McDaniel said after the game that uh, the Bills, or he said it on Monday, uh, the Bills played a little bit more single high safety and dropped the extra safety down to impact the run. That was one of the contributing factors why they got away from the run altogether in the second half. Late in the year, playoff football, big boy football, you got to be able to run the ball into heavier boxes. You know, if you're just going to say, okay, well, the safety's down, so we have to pass or we want to pass, versus, okay, the safety's cheating down, let's still run and get four yards. And this, this offense does not have that element in it right now. And I don't know if they can do some soul-searching and find it for this playoff game. But if they don't, that's going to be the number one thing for me this offseason I'm looking at as far as the continued evolution of this offense. Because... You had some guys that were winning, but it was just you, you weren't calling a lot of concepts to hit between the tackles. I think they have like 34 rushing yards between the tackles in the last two weeks, 
everything's outside, and yes. they rush for over 100 yards in both of those games. Right. It's just everything's outside. They they don't they either don't or can't or choose not to run between the tackles. But when you get the heavier boxes, you got to be able to tuck it up in there and get three four yards with some level of consistency in these late season yeah. games. No, I know a lot of people going, hey, we're getting away from the run, and it's a, it's a really good point, and, uh, and I'm sure Mike's looking at it knowing this, this can be a cold-weather game. Hey, finally, Devon Achan, one guy the last two weeks, you know, with, and it's been, it's been very negative around here, as you know, and probably in your world too. Boy, Devon Achan has been really friggin' good talking about that outside run. Yeah, he's been as advertised, and, and you could see what the vision was for why they chose to draft him, and all the conversation around team not caring about running backs. Well, they draft one in the third round, and it's him. And uh, I, I think the concern is workload, right? He's had what he's had had a toe, he's had ribs, he's had a shoulder, he's had a knee twice this season. So that's just something to be mindful of. And obviously, he had a track background, so he was still running some track. So if his body composition, they continue to evolve in this off season, yeah. they're hoping maybe he's more prepped for some of that. But um, he, he's been sensational with what they've asked him to do. Would love for them to find some more ways to continue to keep him involved yeah. in the short passing game too. Uh, get him the ball in space. Isolate him on linebackers. Love it. These are all, all things that uh, are kind of the next levels of his game that can really open them up and, and give them more levels offensively. And, 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 you know, the fan base obviously loves him and understands how good he is with the numbers he's put up, even with missing all that time. But, boy, one thing is for sure you just hit. You can't, you, you can't put too much on his plate and he can't get too many carries or he's just, he's just not that big a guy. And sometimes he gets hit and it looks like he's run into a wall and you're like, oh, man, get up, get up. So hopefully Raheem Mostert's back. Uh, to get uh, some of that uh, work this week and uh, and help out. And uh, it looks like both he and Waddle will be back. I want to see this offense back uh, with a lot of the original guys and see what it looks like. Kyle, thank you, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Spend a little bit Joe. extra time, buddy. Always nice to have you. Yeah, likewise. Good chatting with you. All right, Kyle Krabs, host of uh, Locked on Fence podcast. Always really, really good stuff uh, with uh, with Kyle and breaking it down and giving grades and taking a look at everybody's work and what they're doing and talking about the other receivers just not getting open. Wow. Anyway, we got to go to break. We're running a little bit late. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Hell, that- Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening that's all we do woody well, what are you talking about man getting down regular season done now it's playoff time wild card time wild cards all visiting division winners to see What's going to happen? Should be uh, should be fun. See what's uh, going. I guess we got a Monday night game too, Woody. Did I see that Saturday, Sunday? I know we got Saturday because Dolphins going to be playing a Saturday night. By the way, we, not, we do have a Monday night game. We do yes. have a Monday yes, night we game. We do right? the uh, the so. Bucks hosting the Eagles. Man, that is weird. That is weird. The Phillies yeah. going on the road. Tampa's right. got a home game. Yeah, the Eagles are just a mess right now. Boy, did they? Did they flip the switch too? I don't Bucks know. Bucks are terrible, by the way. They they well, beat uh, Philadelphia Carolina nine to nothing. Philadelphia was 
ten and one to start. Yeah, Is that right. They were they were the best team in well, them and you know San Francisco are the best teams in football for a while, right? Yeah. Right now they have nothing the Dolphin in common. That conversation too. So yeah, no, things no. can change quickly. Th- things have changed. There's no question about it. And any of those games kind of stick out to you here outside of uh, of our game on uh, on Saturday? You got two games on Saturday: our game, and then you got the Texans and Browns, which is the early game on Saturday. That should be a good game. The Browns are an interesting story with Flacco. Well, te- Texans with CJ Stroud is tough. Oh, God, CJ Stroud is not. I watched some of the throws he made the other day down the field. Woody, he's not acting like a rookie quarterback. There were so many – you know, that's why I hate when these guys come out and all this stuff comes out, all this garbage from NFL teams that, that put stuff out there. I don't know if they do it on purpose. He can't do this. He can't do that. He wants to party. He's not a, He's not all into this. And – we, we had him for a meeting, and he, afterwards he wanted to go have a beer and go to a bar for a little while. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to read into the guy who wants to go to the bar anymore, that, uh, that, that going out for a couple of drinks and staring at ladies. I'm just not, not uh, going to read Stroud into that. I was crying after they, they clinched the playoffs. So I don't, he seems like he cares. Cares? He, he just was, got ridiculous talent. Yeah, he was My damn God. crying on the field. Rolls around and throws a Jeez, just. You only have, by the way, one game this weekend that has a double-digit spread. I assume you you know which one that is. No, you got me. The Bills. Oh, the Bills. They're big. Ooh. Wow. That's a weird spread, by the way. So the Bills are favored by 10. The over-under is at 35-and-a-half. Well, they're the going to they're going to try to match yeah. us with bad weather. I'm guessing Buffalo. If there if there was like a place that you would expect to have bad weather, it would be Kansas City and Buffalo. That uh, are going to give you what it, what you expect. I don't know if we're going to get any upsets, man. I don't know if the Packers can beat the Cowboys. Somebody's going to. There's going to be an upset. There's no way. You think the Cowboys choke that game away at home? I just think somebody's. Do the Lions get upset by the Rams? The Rams are tough. Yes, they really are tough. And the Lions, they've they've had this like dream season, and they've been kind of the fun pick. A lot of people here, they're only three-point favorites on Sunday night. That's, that's the Sunday night game. Isn't there going to be somebody? Isn't, isn't a wild-card team going to beat? So a lot of the spreads are really close, right? So, like, the Dolphins' spread is three-and-a-half. The Browns and, uh, and Texans, the Browns are favored by two-and-a-half. Uh, the Lions are favored by three. And then the Eagles are favored by two-and-a-half. So I don't even know how much of a, you know upsets those games would be, to be quite honest with yeah. you. Like if the Dolph, you know, the Dolphins could certainly beat the Chiefs at three and a half. That's not a not a crazy deal there. It feels crazy to us because we're close to it and we're like wrapped up in it. We we just have to break something that's going on here. Playing against good teams on the road has not been. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like it feels crazy to us that that it would happen, right? Yes. But obviously, at, at three and a half. And by the not, way, you know, I never thought I'd say Kansas City's defense is better than their offense, but it is clearly. Their defense is better than their offense. It's number two, and it's been really good. Sacks and giving up points, they're, they're good. They're good in, in the big numbers. They're they're pretty damn good defense so far. That may be so, but there's one guy that really scares you in the postseason. That's uh, number 15. He's Patrick Mahomes has a completely different gear yeah. 
that that he finds in the postseason. He is last year as bad as it was for those guys, and you know we thought they were done with that offense. And this feels different though. It does. It always does, though, man, doesn't it? If you know they lost Tyree Kill, they go, "There's no way," and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, you're right. That that did happen. Although the Dolphins put an end to that. Hey, uh, by the way, too, congratulations to Michigan, man. Uh, They were really good. 34-13 win, 303 yards rushing. They just got physical right off the bat in that game and went a perfect 15-0. All right, so Jim Harbaugh's. I can't imagine with all the junk. He got suspended like half the friggin' darn near half the season for all this NCAA violations and, you know, Stealing signs or all, all this stuff and you got rid of a coach saying, and yeah. so so I'm wondering Harbaugh's just doesn't he at some point go all right a lot of my guys are going to be in the NFL next year um, probably not going to have a team like this again a quarterback's gone uh, I'm going to take one of those NFL jobs he was close to doing it before right the Minnesota I'm in I'm not in oh I'm never going to do this to him again because he starts playing with him again. He, he said he wouldn't, but whatever that means. But you think Harbaugh's in the NFL? I think he takes an NFL job. I don't know, man. They're he's paying, got, him, they're he got paying his, him a lot of money to coach there. And not, he's obviously got that thing rolling like the other, you know, top programs. So, I, I don't. We we have some. just depends. It's such a dramatic difference between being a college coach and an NFL coach. Yeah, but he's been in the NFL. He's been a head coach. Oh, I know. And he's had I'm success. He's He's done it. Now, I don't know how long he does it before he wears on you and, uh, and the way he is and – and before he starts fighting with you, but boy, if you're trying to get it going, I'll tell you one that surprises me. This this Belichick yesterday made it sound like he wanted to stay and he's willing to make some changes. And you know, he's the coach there. And I was like, wow, could this be Bill Belichick really not wanting to go to any of these other teams unless he absolutely has to? I truly don't believe that other teams are interested in him. I really, really refuse to believe that. I know Omar was screaming, has been screaming that for a while in here with us, but there's a lot of guys on TV I that are former coaches it, that think there are teams interested in him. Why though? Why would you want someone like that to come in? He's had no success without Brady. He's clearly not not a very good talent evaluator, right? That's true. I, I just don't understand why you would want. Uh, what is he, 70-something years old? Early 70s. Yeah, why would you want Because I think he stands for, this just a take, for teams that have really struggled. Stability with your fan base looks and goes, that's the kind of guy we need to get this thing straightened out. Now, I agree with what you said. He needs a GM to go, Bill, Bill, no. You need this guy. This is who we're going to take. Bill, I want you to sign off, but this is who we're going to take. You know that relationship, and I've talked about this with Chris Greer through the years with head coaches and VP of football operations guys. I know it's a fine line, and I've had this talk with Wanstead. I've had it with other people where a coach, you know, I I like this guy, though. That's the guy I like. We saw him. That's the guy we want. No, I've been studying this guy. This is what I do for a living. I really want you to like him. I want you to like this one. And, you know, you hope – I don't think we've had through the years until now where Mike and Chris are on the same page, but it hasn't been this way with a lot of guys. 
And Chris has told me through the years, I don't think he'll do it ever again, but if he's really sold on a guy, he's going to make sure he sells his coach on it and takes the guy. Because you end up going, okay, I'll find you somebody else, and that guy doesn't work out. You know, you get the heat, even though you can go to ownership and go, I didn't want that guy. The coach wanted him, and I don't want him pissed off and not playing him because I told you so. I don't want to hear that every day when he comes to work. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know, boy, how you get Belichick to change after all these years. That's a that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, to me it just makes no sense. I, you know, I think guys would rather play for a Mike McDaniel or a McVay or one of those type of no guys. No question. Uh, than an they old, all do. Recycled Bill Belichick. By the way, did you see who, while uh, like Washington has like this insane committee of people that are going to try to – Hire the Rick uh, coach and GM over there and every, everything. I see Rick Spillman's in on that list. They brought uh, was it the Warriors guy? They did. Who's the what's the Warriors guy name? Uh, named yeah, it? no, the no, GM, the guy that's now. That guy yeah, he yeah. Le- he left. Uh, they brought Golden him and They got Magic Johnson over there, right? They got like a whole. So they're going to have basketball guys trying to help them with the whole. That's how messed up it is. Yeah, and have basketball guys come in. Mm. I can't imagine all those minds are going to get together and you'd be like, Belichick is our guy. Well, there's certain characteristics. I guess you're looking. Well, you know, that that gets down to what kind of you want to, what kind of guy you're looking for, right? Someone says on the text, by the way, the Steelers could beat the Bills on Sunday because Mike Tomlin is a very good defensive coach. You got a chance to watch the Bills play the Dolphins Sunday night. so, So the only problem I see they have is their best defender is not playing. Yeah, T.J. Walker. The guy leads the league in sacks. Yeah. Well, that's not their only problem. They have a little bit of a quarterback issue. What's the spread on that game? It was, is it? What did I say? Not ten. Ten. It is ten. Ten. Boy, how about if? How about if Buffalo ends up playing Baltimore? Would they play each other as the two seed? I think they play each other, right? If it went that far in AFC Championship game. I think so. This and, guy says, I hate Belichick, but I want him to win somewhere because he hates me more. All right. He what? He hates me more, so he wants to see Belichick win despite me because I don't like Belichick, I guess. Oh. Another guy says, hopefully Taylor Swift brings some bad juju. <laughs> I have had more than enough of Taylor Swift. I have, too. I hope we never see Taylor Swift But, again. by the way, it's not her fault. Like, this is my boyfriend. I'm not asking anybody to show me. I started listening to her music a little bit. Is it terrible? No, I just I was curious. Like, I put a couple of Taylor Swift songs. I put most popular Taylor Swift songs in there. Now I, I just don't like her because we couldn't get tickets to her concert. We got waitlisted for the concert. Uh, and by I the don't way, know anything about it? Like, I wasn't. That is a topic wife, but that I am so tired of my house of hearing did about. Did you guys strike out too? Yes. So obviously, you're gonna have to. You, you have a lot of people you need to take care of. You're probably gonna have to buy a suite. So we'll we'll just piggyback, you know, with you on that one. But Woody, I don't think I can get tickets for that thing. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I know you can. That one, by the way, you are going to have to take care no, of. You just, that, that, a, one, that one you're going to have to do. You're such an idiot, man. The Dolphins thing you can weasel your way out of every time we ask you, but th- this right. one, no go. Can man. we go to break? We got a. By the way, that show's coming up in October. Is it? Yeah. God. Well, she got three or four shows here? Uh, she got, yeah, she got a handful. We couldn't get tickets to any of them. Did you Damn. see someone made a joke about her at the Golden Globes? And she yeah, like by the way, did not did early, not go yeah. over well. Brian Baldinger going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll talk to Baldy. But first, I want to talk about really super cool golf carts. Really super cool cliggies. 
golf carts. I'm not talking about going out on the golf course from the 8th and the ninth hole. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that golf cart around the house that you can go out and cruise around on the streets, cruise around and enjoy evenings on the weekends and hang with the whole family. And I'm talking about absolutely loaded, man. You can enjoy this golf cart like nobody's business because nobody else makes anything like this, especially at this price. I call it the coolest golf cart here in South Florida. We're talking about 72 volts of pure lithium power, 5-inch lift, backup cameras, all-terrain tires, a sweet sound system, and it can even be painted in all your favorite team colors. All right, 0% financing, 4-seater, 6-seaters. Cliggies make some special, special golf carts. And by the way, I want to mention this too. They got safety features. Whether you've been drinking on it or you got kids and you're worried about it, there will be no accidents. This thing is really, boy, it is kids-proof for you to really enjoy yourself and not worry. Cliggy's Carts, you can check them out online at uh, golfcartsfl.net or call 954-388-5932. They're located at 1751 West Copens Road in Pompano Beach. Visit Cliggy's. Uh, Cliggy's Carts, an authorized Royal EV dealer. So I, I just want to say this. They're in Pompano Beach. You'll see the golf carts out in front. The showroom is really friggin' nice. They've really fixed it up. So you go in there. Um, they're set up. You can go and take one out the back and take it. Cruise around on a little bit and check it out. They are fantastic. It's Cliggy's, K-L-I-G-G-Y-S. If you've been looking around, you're getting ready to buy one, and you think, yeah, I don't care where you are, it's worth the drive to go to Pompano Beach up there and take check them out. Price-wise, what they offer, it's fantastic. Mention this commercial, you get another $1,000 off. All right, it is time for a weather update brought to you by the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations 24-7 at 866-954-MORE. It is 76 degrees. Uh, there's a, uh, looks like more rain coming perhaps tonight, 59% chance of rain. It says there's something called a gale warning. Uh, take that as you will. And uh, there you go. There's your weather report. Do I have a chance for... This is very selfish. Do I have a chance for... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're going to be okay. I okay. think Gale has to do with, with wind. I don't mind wind. Some kind. The wind doesn't... Wind... wind pl- I, I, by yeah, the way... because you play like a, like a hustler out there. No, I mean, no, no. You, Some people don't like playing tennis... With wind, heavy wind. I mean, I, if it's crazy wind, I don't want that. Yeah, Everything's you a curveball. Stuff like you hit those whatever oh, those, stop. Those lines stop. are on the court that make the ball play with you one you know time. You're like you're like the carny that like they they you know can figure out how to play all these ridiculous games. That's basically what you are. <laughs> Why did I mention? Why did I just mention? You ever go to that? Like, like you go to the you know like the Santa's Enchanted Forest and like no one can make the shot. The carny steps up and he just like yeah he's he doing it. You how yeah, he, you know how easy you got to keep is. spending money. Look how easy it is. Yeah and. Look at what you can win for the little lady. Yeah, I know. Oh, I like God. sitting and watching guys walk up to that thing, by the way, the basketball at the, the carnivals. Hey, big guy, you look like yeah. you could play. Show me, huh? Show the little lady you got a little something left. Gale warning means it's going to be windy, by the way. That's all, yeah. all it means. All right. A lot of tennis players like perfect weather. Now, pickleball, I wonder, does it affect the ball more because it's got the holes in it? You cannot play in that, yes. that that's, You think that's no good? I am played, but I'm guessing, yeah, that's... Man, this pickleball equipment is everywhere. My God. Yeah. Jeez, Woody. They sell it at your local sporting goods store. It's taking off. Big section at Dick's. <laughs> You're a dick. 
You're a dick Tracy. <laughs> you're a, I meant you're a dick I Tracy. I don't even know if we can, we can whatever. No, I said you're Dick anymore. Tracy. That's all I said. Hey, uh, we've got uh, a lot of stuff to get to. I do want to say this, man. The Heat got a nice win last night against Houston. And again, what Jimmy Butler's been out eight of nine games now um, with uh, different injuries that he's had. This game tomorrow is really an interesting one. Oklahoma City's really friggin' good. Um, 24 and 11 on the season um, through the draft and a great trade with the Clippers, right? A lopsided trade that everybody was thinking was, was a bad trade and they got the best of it. And then they've drafted well, they've developed. Now, I don't know if they can keep all these guys. I don't know what happens in the future. Although I used to say nobody would go to Sacramento and Sacramento's got a nice little team right now. Got a nice little basketball team there. Boy, the West. The West is crazy right now, right, with, with what you're getting at the top there. So this will be a fun one. Don't, don't go, oh, Oklahoma City. No, Oklahoma City's got some really talented guys, man. Really, really talented team. 20? Well, Shea Gilgis-Alexander's playing some of the best basketball in the entire league right now. You know, Woody, I didn't realize he averaged 31 points a game last year. He's yeah. averaging the same thing this year. He's one he's of the top good. three or very four good. scores in the game. He's, uh, I believe, number one in fantasy basketball at this current moment. So Is that, that'll give you an idea there. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, you see Tyrese Halliburton uh, carried off stupid. the floor last no, night. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, he got carried off the floor last night. He had a hamstring injury, but it looked it looked pretty bad. Like a rip? It looked bad enough where he like, they actually carried him off the floor. Which is really unfortunate because yeah. he's having an, an incredible season. Yeah. That team's actually kind of fun to watch. They are. The Pacers, but. They just score. They yeah. just oh, try they to. run up and down and, and just shoot, yeah. There is no fundamentals of defense on that team. It is just up and down and fire. But I think he's probably looking at an extended absence there. Wow. Very unfortunate. A lot of injuries starting to mount in the NBA. Well. And you know injuries are like a you know fingernail or something too. They'll, they'll, you miss a couple of games. Yeah, I knew you were going to get a shot somehow. It's not a shot. shot. It's just it's just you know, it's how it is. Draymond Green is back though. Yeah, Draymond got talked out of by the commissioner. He came back to basketball. Yeah, thank God <laughs> we missed him. I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that hundred million dollar new contract. I don't know what's was, going on with the Warriors. They're terrible. He was somehow gonna gonna quit. All right, so John Morant, look, by the way, for all our NBA people, he's done. Oh, that's that weird news too, hit man. yesterday. Late yesterday, that was pretty wild. Well, they were bad he's without him. Season, yeah, that's uh, he's a talented guy, man. He is a talented guy, and hopefully, after this injury, comes back and more time for counseling. I don't. That's know. what you're really with down. Will you right? stop, man? You're yeah, really I'm, down on the counseling. Why are you down, down on, on all them. the counseling? People I am need down counseling. On them suspending guys and saying we got oh, a lot you... of psychologists and psychiatrists <laughs> out there. People that help people. I'm not people. down on the field. I mean, I'm not saying anger it's not management, good for people, jerky. But Draymond Green is just a dirty basketball player. He doesn't need to go to a shrink to tell him that. Maybe it's helped him realize <laughs> things he's done. Him? He's been yeah. in denial about everything he does. Maybe now I think he was in denial about choke the choke. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're you're wrong. Like nobody's, all the guys in the league are going. I hope he gets help. The guys that like you are saying that he, he was in denial when he backhand punched uh, Jokic no. in the face. Everything he and does he goes, oh, was that's accidental. That's a natural flail. Yeah, no, he he is like, okay, enough. The, the guy sits him down on the on the couch and he's like, hey, Draymond, you know, listen, you got to stop stomping on guys and punching all you them have in the to face do and choking them. The Catholic Church came out with a new mirror. 
the second time you've mentioned this thing. No, me. it's it, you it, mentioned it earlier for Aaron Rodgers. So he needs it too. Is he it, going on that show today? By the way, yes. I'm not going to watch. But. He said we're going to find out. So Jimmy Kimmel last night oh, came out and, I, and I, hammered him. I saw it this morning. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. it. It went for like seven minutes. It is so. So the only thing that was weird about it is that he goes on and just just crushes Aaron Rodgers. How dumb he is. How he didn't finish college. Oh and yeah, and he went to community college by my house. He went to Butte College. Yeah, and, and all this, and you're an idiot, and all that stuff. And then he finishes it up with, I, you know, I, I expect an apology today when you go on that show. I just don't know if you can spend. Said, the no, he said I don't think he will, but he should. Yeah, but I don't. And know then if he you took a shot that. at the Jets, which was fine. You he did can't take a spend. Shot at the, Jets. I, the rant was like eight minutes long. You can't spend seven minutes of yeah. the eight minutes ranting about it and then right demand an apology. All right, let's get to break here real quickly. Brian Paulding, we got some more time, Woody. Don't you worry. We got a lot of time. You and I fly. It's flying today. Tell you what, um, Ed, not good. And it's not flying. Nope. Erectile dysfunction. A lot of men, 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. It's the one topic nobody talks about. <laughs> Guys, best friends don't talk about it. You have it, you keep it secret, man. And you hope that some way it'll just go away or you just keep popping those blue pills and that little headache you get when you drink. I just want to let you know that if you're dealing with ED and you know you're dealing with ED and it's just not working anymore, and you're making excuses, you're embarrassed, you're frustrated, you're apologizing to your partner, lack of confidence, low self-esteem. Well, I know somebody can get rid of ED real quickly. Atlantic Men's Clinic, six locations, get that strong sex life back. It's very simple. Uh, here's what I want you to do. If you're ready and you're going, yeah, this is ridiculous, I, I got to do this. New year, get started with Atlantic Men's Clinic. Schedule consultation with Atlantic Men's Clinic today. Your initial visit includes a medical consultation with a Florida licensed medical provider, a teen, a PSA test, and if medically advised, a test dose. Just mention my name, Joe Rose, that I sent you, and your initial consultation is free. Yes, I go to the plantation location, but there's also five other ones to go to. They have an expert staff. They're unbelievable. That appointment that you're going to have is going to be the most valuable appointment you've ever had to get this thing started and knock out ED. And get your normal life back. Doesn't matter what age you are, they can get it back for you. 877-455-7300. 877-455-7300. You didn't write it down. Visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. Get all the information and the location closest to you for Atlantic Men's Clinic. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.